In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really live Lord, forgive me, pay my tithes Please don't have me reach inside And that's in the console Keep the semi when I ride Little penny when I drive In the city, we gon' slide Bet I be there pronto I love it I love it I love it. All right. I love it so much. I forgot I was supposed to slide in after that and tell y'all what's good, what's good, what's good. Good evening to you and welcome to the Chop Up Show. It's your girl Toya G. Definitely excited to be with y'all this evening. First Monday of 2022. We in this thing. Happy New Year again. Just in case you had to start over a couple times. It's all good. No judgment here. We are just happy to have you. As you saw in the video, you know my motto, live your life in higher definition. But I'm not by myself. I'm not by myself at all. I got a couple homies who else I'm with. The one in the middle. You go first. Okay. That might usually go. Hey, you know, consciously make sure you can go to consciously.com. I got the conscious university. You feel me? Identity politics course. Um, a lot of things coming your way, dish dialogue coming your way, you know, new segments, man. Glad to be back with the chop up, you know. Uh make sure y'all go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, check out all the old episodes and old segments. You know what I'm saying? It's going down. Yeah. Also, What's good with y'all? For all the new people that's joining us, I am Damo, the political plug. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, so I mean, yeah, this is my headboard. If anybody's questioning, I'm I'm quarantined, I'm isolated. Nigga got, you know what I'm saying? The Rona, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm in here, but that wasn't about to stop from the premiere. You know what I mean? We about to we about to get it in. I've been in this month. I've been here, um, sitting, thinking. Um, so I got a lot to get out. Yeah, you know I mean? so bear with me. Let's love get it. it. Love it, love it. Well, actually, I'm gonna toss it back to Damo because he wanted to drop some important news about the guy in the middle, the conscious lead. You know, while we've been off and kind of away from y'all, things been moving and shaking real quick. And so we want to celebrate yeah. our brother right right quick. Uh Damo, go ahead and give us a scoop. Man, so the, so <laughs> George is a very humble guy. He's a, like, he's a humble guy. He's a very humble guy, but he's doing big things. If you now we broadcasting on the Chop Up YouTube, Chop Up Facebook, Chop Uh Consciously YouTube, Consciously Facebook, right? We don't cross those four platforms. If y'all go to the Consciously on YouTube, the boys verified. Great check. Yeah, verified shout on YouTube. To, shout out to YouTube, man. The reason why Lee is verified on YouTube is because he is a part of. The YouTube Black Voices Class 2022. 2022. Come on. <laughs> oh, Do you hear stop me, graduating, y'all. Never stop graduating. <laughs> Never stop graduating. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you know? the, uh, he, like, he out here grinding. He ain't going to, you know what I mean? Like, we, 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 this is our first time coming together as the chop up. So, it ain't no way that we could get that thing started without congratulating the brother. You know what I'm saying? Just like, just saying that it's Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So you know, yeah, we, 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 we can get it started now, but yeah, we got it. We got a celebrity now, y'all. Ah. Okay. We got a celebrity now. All right, all right. Uh, since we're with the celebs, well, you know, what I'm saying I'm sure, and we all we call George the Beyonce. I'm glad that y'all showed us the beat. <laughs> um, but Michelle and Kelly are also here to guide okay. and push forward some things and be the support system that we all need. So we want to get into the show for the night and yeah. start off with the snapshot. <laughs> Um, and with the snapshot, just three real quick conversations about what's been happening in the news cycles real quick so we can tap back in and make sure we talk about some things. We know uh, Whoopi uh, Goldberg, who we know her real name is Karen Johnson. Um, and a lot of people have continued to play back to that. Her real name is Karen Johnson. Uh, I, I knew it was name. like Goldberg. 
Jewish controversy. The irony, right? She actually <laughs> changed her last name uh, to kind of, I think, push back against the challenges to her relationship with a white Jewish man. At one point, she was married uh, to to a white man, I think, in the 80s or something like that. Um, but at any rate, <clears throat> she was- I did not know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, help us move the conversation along. But she was recently- uh, scrutinized and went as far as being suspended from her lead anchor. I think they would call her a ranker, uh, anchor role on The View. Um, she was suspended after saying the Holocaust was not about race, that it was not um, a racially charged issue. And she basically came under fire even after apologizing for these hurtful comments. And so, uh, one second. Now. Um, my bad. Uh, but basically, a lot of issues, a lot of conflicts arose from that, and a lot of questions have been circulating about what's going to happen with her, um, if she's going to return, what's going to happen when she's return, uh, returns. I'm interested to see what she's going to say. Uh, real quick, first feedback, first responses to the Whoopi controversy. And by the way, y'all better talk to us in the chat about this situation, but I have two questions. My first question is just your first response. Was your first response like, yeah, Whoopi, or was your first response like, no, no, no. Oh my God, this is bad. This is about to be very bad. This is about to go bad. My first response was like, hell nah, Whoopi, hold on, man. You don't start with this had nothing to do with race. It was he meant it started off as like that sound like some colorblind bullshit. And you recognize <laughs> that a lot of that Aryan nation shit is like that was quote unquote Hitler's racial purity propaganda. You see what I'm saying? They literally took like Jewish skulls and Jewish brain sizes and was like, yeah, these people are racially impure. So I think that for me, it was like, Whoopi, you too old for that, Whoopi. Okay. That's how I okay. first year. Yeah, I mean. Look, first response. So the funny thing about it, my mama called to ask me about it. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't hear about it from nothing else. Like she was the first one to give me the info. You feel me? When she broke it down to me, as soon as she said it, like mm. my mama was like, "Yeah, she was right," and I'm like, "No, she wasn't, mama. <laughs> she was not right." Because <laughs> I, I was like, "She said that the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was a whole master race narrative, like the the word itself, master master race, race like literally <laughs> that, I mean, that okay. was associated with the justification of that the the genocide that took place. So it's like that, like the the analogy that I've been saying is that that's like saying." The Civil War didn't have nothing to do with slavery. Hmm. How? Yeah. How? You know what I mean, so that that was my initial reaction. Quite initial reactions in the comments. A lot of people uh, said. I think a lot of people said that they were shocked. Uh, Dennis said. I ain't gonna read what Dennis said, but Aurora said. <laughs> uh, my first response was confused. Uh, Dale said, "I've never agree agree with what they do or are doing because." You is all about what the view is supposed to give me an opinion about what's going on, and it really upset me. Okay, so definitely kind of on the fence about that. Rock was shocked. Rock Simone said I was kind of shocked. Her comment was actually tone deaf AF. Uh, Daisy said I was not shocked. Um, and then Lady said, Lady Capo said I knew it would be bad. Be bad. So it's a lot of um, back and forth about it. And this is where I want to get to uh, to Neil's comment. Neil says I had the same understanding as Whoopi initially. The apology was warranted, but the suspension was too much, and so. With that, I mean, a lot of people saying, okay, cool. We got, and we're going to get to Joe Rogan in a second, but we got the Joe Rogans of the world. Spotify is only making him take down certain episodes, but his show is still up. We got a lot of people saying a lot of wild stuff every day, and we just kind of debate over in social media, but they don't have to disappear. Uh, this mm. black woman is being, you know, disproportionately targeted. 
she's, you know, being, you know, this is being blown out of proportion. She needs the same sensitivity as the sensitivity training they're going to try to give to her. She needs the same kind of response to her perspective. It's the view. It was her view. So do you feel this like- This is where I have to partially push back. I ain't finished my question, but I'm going to slide to your pushback. My question- Oh, oh, oh well, no, no, because if you're going to pose it, if that's how you're going to pose it, then you got it. Go ahead, pose it. The, the question. question I'm, the question I'm posing- <laughs> <laughs> it should there be should there have been a punishment in the first place and the punishment part b of that is if your answer is yes was that punishment too grandiose would have been what what do you think would have been more appropriate for this situation in the 2022 world where we have you know a, a black woman's perspective on race kind of creeping into a conversation where you all are saying she's clearly wrong so now that you ask the question i'm still gonna push back i love that narrative. now it makes more sense push back. <laughs> but the, with the narrative right Right. The idea that it was like that, that it's not proportion, like how she's being treated it isn't, you know what I'm saying, proportionate to like what took place. However, you have to look at how they treated Megan McCain. There's no way they couldn't have suspended Whoopi Goldberg as many times they admonished Megan McCain for her conservative viewpoints. So as much as uh, like, like the way that we looking at it is like, you know, she like Megan McCain says some stuff that was out of pocket. So, you know, she deserved that. Well, from their perspective, it's like even though as black people, there, there's something that we are we're attaching ourselves to. And that's the and that's the conversation where people attempt to create a parallel between the Jewish experience and the black experience and, and that exactly. type of oppression. You feel me? And that's where we pushing back on. But the idea that it, it didn't have anything to do with race. You know what I'm saying? And even the white on white, white on white violent comments, that's that's shit that we say. You don't say that to white women. They don't get it. Right. We say we talk about white on white violence to each other as a way to understand that that's not something we need to involve ourselves with. Right. That's why we use that phrase. So when like mm-hmm. people trying to go pro, hey, that, hey, let them do that. Don't go to that January. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't go there and try to protest with Trump. And let them, that's why I don't right, white right. violence. Let them do that. So that's an internal thing. So the fact that she said that on the view. Is she already out of code? You know what I'm saying? Her audience already ain't receptive to it, right. and there are there's already a, a desire to kind of be seen as fair and make sure that if she stepped out of pocket the same way Megan Megan uh, Megan McCain did, then she had to. But was was Megan McCain because she said she had said a lot of inflammatory and just kind of sh- straight up problematic or really borderline and such things. Was she regularly suspended? That's my thing. I don't really keep up on the view like that. I would just ca- catch little sound bites. I, I think I do. Seen, I, I think was, she were was those sus- things resulting in suspensions. I think she, I, I, I think she may have been suspended once. I'm not sure, but she, she definitely was at like heavily admonished. I think she was suspended once, but she, but she, ain't, I don't, I don't think she on there no more. Cause it was just like, they just got tired of the back and forth. Um, I do think she was suspended once, but she was consistently admonished by like the the studio. What you mean by admonished? Like, what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you like, because I mean, yeah, what does that mean by admonished? What does that mean? What do you mean? You by are that? the 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 anchor and the heartbeat and the cornerstone of the nah, show. And so I just want to know what you mean by that too, because I don't know what you mean by that. No, they they, they publicly they publicly spoke out against the, the uh, shit that okay. she said, like on <laughs> on the show and in the media. They publicly spoke out against the stances that Megan McCain would take. That's that's a, so I'm, but and, and I'm not saying it like that that it's that it's a direct parallel. Like I think it's I, I don't think it's it's the same. You feel me? But that's that's just why when she put herself in that position, these are the type of like this is the type of shit she asked for, just given the circumstances. Okay, my last question y'all before we transition over to Joe Rogan about this is because plug, you kind of kind of grappled with this with your with your last statement, but 
and 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 Joanne, you just kind of asked the question: What definition of, we, of race are we using here in this space right now? I think that's what's ma what what matters, and I think that is a larger framing question for a lot of what Whoopi was trying to say. You know, when we think about race and the conversation we're trying to have about race, some people are like Whoopi is ignorant; she's behind, right? There's not a true calculation. When you say that Jewish is not a race, or that we that you know dealing with that at the racial intersections of what we know to be race in America is not a thing. Do y'all think Whoopi is behind or do you think she was talking over people's heads and kind of getting at, number one, the obvious, the way that race kind of exists and is materialized here now in a contemporary 2020 world where Jewish people, white Jewish people, white appearing Jewish people get access to whiteness. So do y'all think she was ahead of the game and kind of just overstanding race and how it functions and maybe over talking her audience in that regard? Or do y'all think she was completely kind of behind and just really hasn't evolved into an understanding of the fact that race was a the focal point of the Holocaust. Which I think, I think, I think that I think that what she what she was trying to say came from a, a good space, genuine space, even though it was you know what I'm saying quote unquote uh, deaf like tone deaf. I just think that it requires a lot more nuance and complexities than what she was trying to deliver. And you feel me because what she delivered was so flat. And not being able to account for them unique textures in terms of like the Jewish diaspora, the Jewish ethnicity, because I can recognize or, or the Jewish identity, I should say, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, depending on who you're debating with, some, you know, some people will say it's an ethno religion. Some people mm -hmm. will say that it's race. Some people will say it's just a religion. What's undeniable is the racial aspect of the Holocaust. You see what I'm saying? And I think that we can recognize today that in America, especially that there is a different, you feel me? racial spectrum and how we identify white white jews you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying mm -hmm. but we also recognize that when we start to talk about the black jewish experience or the jewish experience versus the black or versus the black experience it erases that black jewish or the you know what i'm saying the black jews you see what i'm saying people that, exactly. that that live in that intersection you know what i'm saying so i think that i think that it could have just been i mean done with a little bit more tenacity you feel me and recognizing that what she said it did it wasn't because it wasn't able to account for the nuances it made it come off as being entirely anti-semitic you know what i'm sure. saying uh yeah I, I think um i just think it was clumsy i guess that, that's the best way i would describe it it was it was it was surface level and and very, and handled level. very you know what i'm saying it clumsy like she just it, she kind of like waffled with it i mean because like i said i the our, our argument against it is only when there's an attempt to draw a parallel between the experiences, because again, we talk about Jew and white, like those things aren't uh, mutually exclusive. You feel mm -hmm. I me? Mean? You got white Jews, so it's so you know that that conversation is much more complex than just saying you know that it didn't have nothing to do with race. But I think my my criticism was twofold. First, it, it, our language needs to be more subversive, and it needs to be more deliberate. Like that was that was really just a flippant comment that she made, like just mm -hmm. sitting on a talk show. Like if like if we if we were sitting in a barbershop or you know what I'm saying, if we were sitting somewhere with the family at the family, it was just a flippant comment that she made and she just forgot what she was at. You know what I mean, and so no, I, think, I, mean, that, I think she was trying to appeal though to that colorblindness, multicultural, this is a humanitarian crisis. You feel me? A, 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 a fight against humanity type shit. Like almost like a moderate liberal speaking. Nah, nah, bro. Because she said it's white on white violence. She said that's white on. White. So she was really saying like the the question of race has more to do with the black experience. But the it, the the issue I have with that is when we attempt like when when they talking about when people talking about the Holocaust and we attempt to center the black experience like uh in like juxtaposed to the Holocaust, it's like you're inviting them 
to undermine like what we went through. Yeah. Like they not attached to either one of those. So when we say, when we are trying to center like the conversation of like, Oh, well, you know, that ain't got nothing when that let them, if, if, if you know that that's white on white violence, let them have that conversation. Mm. Because when you start to introduce, well, they ain't have to go through what black people went through. Then it's like, well, they went through this. Did y'all go? Now it's that tit for tat yeah. back and forth. That what well, we used to call a race to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Which don't really exactly. help nobody because what happens is then when they don't get it and they miss it, then all of a sudden we have the lazy comparisons between slavery and the Holocaust. Then we have the lazy kind of conversations about right. the individual and particularized types of violence that are very real, right? Anti, and I don't even say individualized and particularized because anti-Semitic violence is a very real thing, but the way it materializes, the way it plays out, it is different, right? Like the it, it kind of just moves and materializes itself. So when you try to talk to black people about race, you know, it is is both a, a, a need for black people to broaden, I think the interpretations of race, the question was asked, well, what do we mean by race, right? When we mean the uh, pretend make-believe pseudoscientific and sociologically created uh, identification or demarcation or separation of people by happenstance, mm-hmm. right? By, by systems of colorism, right? The, the social hierarchy created by colorism. Right. But then when you look at uh, a, a demonic being such as Hitler and you see the language of race being used, that might necessitate that we zoom out a little bit and broaden our interpretations of that. But it's hard to do when you have such a particularized relationship to white supremacy, to anti-blackness and to race in this country, right? As descendants of slaves to, to broaden, because I mean, really our, our positionality in the context of slavery is just so fixed. I'm sorry, in terms of race and racism is just so fixed. So it's hard. I think everybody, even in the comments, shout out to y'all for talking. Uh, know that we see them. We can't always talk about every comment, but yeah. definitely have conversations. Definitely see the comments. We appreciate, the, we appreciate the engagement. Definitely keep appreciate them going because the they, they catch our eyes and we're able to weave them into the discussion. But I think everybody is, um, at least I'm in agreement. And I think that the general idea is, is what Plug has been saying, which is you, you, you got the wrong audience. Right conversation, yeah. wrong audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're going to mess yeah. them up every time. So let's get to Joe Rogan. Let's get to Joe Rogan. Really don't have a whole lot to say. Let me play the video. Just let me play the video. Well, <laughs> well, let's the video that I sent you. Yes. Then let's frame it because Joe Rogan has since apologized. So uh-huh. India Ire over the course of the weekend, weekend, we had a lot of people start to pull off of Spotify, Johnny Mitchell, Neil Young, a bunch of different a lot artists. Of beyond it. And the, the list was some notable people who little oh, bit yeah. by little bit start pulling that content off of Spotify because of Joe Rogan. If y'all don't know, Joe Rogan has what we deserve, which is $100 million contract. With Spotify for his podcast. His podcast is also available on other platforms, which he makes a lot of money off of. But that's his bread and butter um, and how we have come to know him as not Joe Rogan. Uh, y'all remember Fear Factor? Y'all remember? I don't remember, know if y'all remember news radio. He used to be a cool guy. He used to be a funny dude. I don't know if y'all knew he was a comedian. That's what he's known as. Now that's he's a started, person yeah. who gets to get on uh, public platforms and say the N-word hard R, um, I think, 70 times is what the compilation video that NDI recreated and released uh, reflected was 70 times he was able to get away with saying the N-word on his Spotify podcast. Now, he has since apologized and been enlightened. It wasn't and, always on Spotify, though. So okay, like a lot of this was Spotify. said before. A lot of this was said before his deal. Only proves that Spotify should have never gave him the deal. No, and that they are in alignment <laughs> with white supremacy and are passing out money to the wrong people. But um, Subscribe to the Chop Up Show. What's, what's important about this is that he apologized 
But amidst this apology that he had, the standard typical, now that I know better, I didn't realize that context was like super important and everything I was saying was taken out of context. So you really have to understand. I'm just kind of referring, whatever. But here's here's what makes his, his apology disingenuous and why I agree with Mongo Slade that he's out of here. Right. Go ahead and play that beautiful bean footage. Uh, the plug. Uh, out of here. Hey, I don't know. Should, should I trigger one? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I always thought of trigger one. My name is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say Fear Factor. Like, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fear Factor in Dave <laughs> Chappelle, and just like, hey, NBC, y'all wild as hell for giving this uh, Donald Trump and Joe Rogan. But that's another conversation. Yeah. Your intent when you say the N word, you're saying like, it cannot be speak. It cannot be uttered. It is a sacred word. Yeah. It is a magic word. If you say it, Candyman will come. Right. You know, it's like, it's very weird. It's very weird that we've ever allowed that. It's one thing, like, you could say spick. No one's going to get mad. Mm. You know? Like, it's not as, not as racially charged. You know? Yeah. And then and then there's other ones that, like, you can just get away with all day. Like Irish ones oh, or yeah. Italian ones. or Guido or... <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah. You can call me a Guido all day. I don't give a fuck. No one cares. Shank no one gets is a tough one. They get Chink's, very upset about Shank. Shank's rough. Yeah. Gook. How about Gook? Oh, that's a rough one. Oh, that's a really rough one. Yeah, but the N-word, you won't say it. Look. Look at you. Say it. Nigger. <laughs> It's a charged Nothing word. Nothing happened. See, but it if you... Okay. First of all, shout out to Malik. We're glad you're back. We missed you too. Now, about this video. Context <laughs> is all there. And the context that we saw was what I like to call, and I'm sorry, I'm a mama's here. I'm going to say it anyway. Shits and giggles was the, the context <clears throat> for that. Girl, From Joe yeah, to the sidekick to everybody involved in that. Everybody just wanted to kind of keep Like Zach Turner said, man, it is white humor, man. It's wild. Right? So, and to answer the question, no, he didn't get uh, uh, canceled. Zach mentioned that Spotify has decided to lambast him to egregiously disagree with the things that he did, but just egregiously like all want to do, all, just like all white people want to do, they don't want to shut off the avenues for communication and an open flow for expression. We feel yes. like these, con these difficult conversations need to be had. So we want to make sure oh that there's still a platform and a space for people like him to continue to grow through these experiences. And what they've done is then taken $100 million, which they also need to send to us. Mm -hmm. Y'all tell, tell, tell Spotify about us. But of course, is spending their money in the name of mar marginalized voices and populations who need platforms and spaces on the show and so forth and so on. Oh um, boy, hey man, I think man, I said, man. talk to us. Talk to no, us. No, yeah, go ahead, George. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because we, because we, we need to get to, we need to get to the chop. So go ahead, yeah. I think that. In the words that Hatoya say, you know what I'm saying? You can walk a true gum at the same time, two things can be true at the same time. I think that looking at the comment sections and looking at a lot of timelines, a lot of people are sliding into some uh, actually coming lights out. I'm sorry, you talk about it when you were dark on us, brother. <laughs> dark on you, hold on, let me see. <laughs> look, why he fixing his light? Because I can't, yeah. I can only, I can't, y'all yeah. know I can yeah. only hold on for so long. Go ahead. Yeah, it's easy, yeah, it's easy, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that a lot of us, I think a lot of people are sliding into white supremacist rhetoric. 
and how they are trying to one up you feel me uh jewish you know what i'm saying identities and talking about yeah well if this that and the other and this that and the other and i think that there's a criticism that you can make about how we're able to hold people accountable for disrespecting the humanity or disrespecting the identity. We mm-hmm. recognize that Joe Rogan was able to get away with what he was able to get away with. Like a lot of black, like, like a lot of non-black people are able to get away with in terms of just engaging in the social yeah. death of black people, the disrespect, yeah. disregard, dehumanization yeah. of black people. And they can get their ass di- diversity and inclusion trained up out of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen, recognize that. that no black all. be able to say i was uneducated and that's the reason why i made an insensitive claim a lot of times yeah. black folks we get pissed off and mad about the lack of respect or apology that we'll get when we are offended and then how sincere and genuine that apology is we recognize right now you feel me that whoopi goldberg did something that was bad she acknowledged what she did was bad she she apologized and she still was reprimanded i think with this joe rogan thing we get to see how people get to always already negotiate how anti-black you can be while you feel me trying to negotiate whether it's encroaching on your freedom of speech or yet you feel me because i hate uh, people in the comments we hear you we hear you saying well they weren't caring about whoopi goldberg's freedom of speech we hear you we get that you see what i'm saying i want to make it where all three of us seen the shit you see what i'm saying but we want to make sure that we clear a lot of y'all was being lost in the sauce uh in some hitler hitler white supremacist logic well and the last thing i say to end this rant when you say that the Holocaust also killed Africans, that just justifies our point on some debate shit because we're saying the Holocaust was racial. So you point out another racial minority, <laughs> not feel me make the point you think it's making. It literally exactly. only reifies the point that we are making. You know what I'm saying? But I divest now. Yeah. So check this out. It's, it's as simple as this. It's 2022. We don't have to look at privilege and be like, Oh, well, damn, let me shut up so I'm not lynched. No, fuck that. Like, as much as for every bit and inch of right and privilege he has to make those statements, everybody that condemns him have the right to do the same the same thing. And to to call for his head while they're doing that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. All of that is in balance. Exactly. I think a lot of the conversation is associated around whether or not we should let people... Black people don't let nobody do nothing. People do what the hell they want to do and we got to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I think what, what we saw there was when people talk about privilege doesn't exist, you just saw it. You just looked at it. You saw it, have a conversation. They like they they sat there and giggled. Say it. <laughs> say, say it. Say it. Listen. Yeah. Hard R, too. <laughs> Do you know? But here's the thing. Because to a certain extent, right, there is a clinical way to look at people who find glee, joy, and folly in these types of like socially problematic situations, like that is a personality disorder, right? In and, a lot and, of and different honest, ways. And this is it. not, this is not to, this is not I to flippantly, <laughs> this is not to, you said I have it. This is not to flippantly like just diet, but like the, the, the happiness. Did you see the joy and the kiki? Like that is some demented kind of wild, like he should have oh, had yes. to go and be suspended and go through therapy, the same sensitive sensitivity trainers they make everybody sit through and Whoopi got to meet with Holocaust survivors and talk to, none of those things are bad. Sure, let's bump up the education, but the very just joy and giggly teenage yeah. girl nature that they exhibited in that video is disgusting enough 
for me to say, I think you need to go be seen, context or not. Maybe I can I can yeah, grant yeah. you all other 69 of those videos had context, but that one video <laughs> should have been enough to be like, you, no way. I mean, but and, and this would be the last thing I those sticks and and this other ones might have had context, you, but this one right here. <laughs> before you put a bow in it, Toya, but yeah, like let's like think about like the when they talk about well, you know, the conversation needs to be had. They weren't having a conversation. Yeah, there was no, there was nothing intellectual about what was being said. They was calling in the question the impact of being called a nigger publicly. That that's what they were calling in the question. The reason was why calling spit, the question how black people have the ability to say who can say who can and can't say that word. They want to right. really on some niggas like really what we should argue and debate. Yeah. Right, and, and but but I, let, let's be clear here though. The reason why spit Guido. Like I don't even really know what like those terms really. A lot of those the, terms, but, like fam, I've never heard those terms. But bro, but bro, but bro, the reason why they don't there, have so, that same also, impact again context because we yeah. just use some slurs, so we're using okay, them in the context apologies. of the Joe yes. Rogan video. So yes. let's yeah, just we don't. Yeah, yeah I'm not trying to just yeah. flip in the, See, that's what I'm saying. I don't even understand context. the cultural impact like uh, uh, that yeah, language. Right. So I do apologize if I did just offend anybody. But I'm not going to say none of those words because I don't know. I don't know the context of them shirts. So it's just like yeah, yeah. So I do. I do apologize. Thank you for that. But to be clear, I like that language doesn't have the same social relationship that nigger has. It doesn't have the same power dynamics that exist in the United States because yeah. it doesn't matter your ethnicity from, you know, in Europe, you got Eastern Europe, you got Western Europe, you got Southern Europe. They all beefed. But when they came to the United States, you was able to opt into whiteness as long as you was able to identify the nigger. That's the power dynamic exactly. that make that shit dangerous. No. That language means something specific here. The, uh, the the words you talking about, that's what they used in Europe when they but they abandoned that culture. And here's yeah. the nigger, nigger, and I'll just say this this last thing I say. Mm -hmm. Shout out Ronald Judy. Niggers specifically in English context in the western in, in the western uh society means slave labor. Whenever you refer to, to a to a black person or we're just talking about that word in and of itself, it means a human being that was reduced to that to of labor. a tool. And that's a the tool. that's the and that's the uniqueness that all those other terms that's just like, yeah, when 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 the when when the world bought into black people being called niggers and objects and slaves, mm -hmm. the whole world bought into it. Them other yeah. terms he was talking about, the world didn't buy into reducing that entire group to that term so much that a lot of those terms I never heard before. And Listen. I think that these two things we're talking about, the Whoopi Goldberg conversation with anti-Semitism and the anti-blackness of Joe Rogan, I can only think of Afro-pessimism. What you was getting into, Toya, was mm -hmm. Joe, Joe Rogan has the libido economy that's just triggered by anti-blackness. This on, man, man literally jacks off in his goddamn hand because black suffering black suffering and violence he has he, he, he come he comes to it he literally yeah. gets off with it you feel me that's what you was getting at cathartically like, like, you seeing him say it. say it oh my god say it say it oh my say he literally is what say he was that's, yes that's oh, the new economy of the anti-blackness you feel me but also getting into what we are recognizing is how you feel me the the distinction in the historicals you know what i'm saying things where they'll take like some people call it you know what i'm saying want to reduce it and say uh that's a pressure olympics but we know shit how afro pessimists put it you feel me? The the African went into the African Holocaust as African and came out as slave. Come on, you feel me? The Jewish went into the Holocaust as Jew and came out as Jew, and that's the Come difference. On. And a lot of the stuff we recognize is that when 
when Whoopi Goldberg is getting what she's getting at, we all recognize, she feel me, that anti-Semitism ain't nothing to play with it all. As a matter of fact, we know it so much out right now as we speak. There's a gentleman that for the fifth time has emailed my university saying consciously it's anti-Semitic because he recognizes that if Wait, I did can you say, say the a first person... Time? For the fifth time, you only told me about the first two. You told One, me he yeah, emailed three more times. Listen, bro, I don't, I don't, I don't, suckers do sucker shit. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. my point is to bring it up right now is people recognize how you can weaponize. You feel me? Throwing this on somebody, regardless of what they did or what they said, because you don't like them. You see what I'm saying? At this yeah. point, he showed that I'm going to throw this anti-Semitism shit at the wall until it sticks. Yeah. I don't care mm-hmm. what consciously does for Jewish community. I don't care how many people he bring on to the Chop Up show to talk about the Jewish identity and Jewish history. I don't, care who he, I don't care who he does or what he does. I don't like that guy, and I know that if I can say that black-ass nigga is anti-Semitic, I can end him. You see what yeah. I'm saying? And, and this is our third episode talking about anti-Semitism. It's our uh, third. More episode. than our third. More than our third episode. Shit, we talked about it three times just with LeBron right. James. Oh, right. yep. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, my signal was kind of messing up a little bit. But what? here's what I'll say to kind of round it out. And it was something, you know, I want to dovetail to what George was kind of getting at. And it is the insatiable desire and appetite for the per- su- per- perfection of white supremacy. Perfection. If you've noticed, they got a whole dictionary. A whole lexicon, a whole for pick a group, all the list of words that they dropped. We pointed out in this conversation. We we don't even, yes, we don't even use that language. Either white people using against white people or white people using it toward non white people. But these are their words. words, Nine times out of 10, even if black and brown people end up using it against each other, the root of that language is not in our vocabulary, not our language. You know what I'm saying? Particularly for black people. Of course, course there are. There are slurs for black people. I want to be clear about this because white supremacy got people fighting against each other that shouldn't be. Eyes on the wrong enemy. Colorism exists in all these communities. There are negative and derogative ter- terms for black people in a bunch of different languages. Every language right? you got to flip. But the whole, but this is this is this is all a a reflection of the colonizations of language that mm-hmm. have taken yep. place. Because I'm gonna yep. steal your people. I'm gonna steal your culture. I'm gonna make sure you talk bad about other people and other black people and other people who look like black people, even though they're not even black or half African descent. I'm gonna make sure y'all know how to talk about them and point them out. Because we gotta continue the agenda of white supremacy. Got to. Mm-hmm. Right? We got to make sure you've internalized white supremacy. So, so even if you're not white, you think you're white and want to subordinate other people who don't look like you. Right? This is all agenda-based and it's all leading back to the insatiable appetite of the perfection of white supremacy. So just make sure y'all recognize, you know, when them leaves fall off the branches and when the fruit falls that you know the tree that it came from, the origins of all of that that's growing mm-hmm. out of this. Whoopi, Joe, all of this is white sub. Um, I'm going to tell you, uh, words mean things. Um, words have power. Discourse shapes reality. Um, half of the reason why people have not responded to gun violence, to white supremacy, to violence towards trans and queer folks, to anti-black violence is because of language, of words, of how we have described our reality. So yeah. it's not an overemphasis on language. It is the, that's the centerpiece of how we've come to communicate. You know, people. We, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop preaching and teaching today. I'm gonna give y'all a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we end it on white people? White people, man? White people will white people. Yeah, white, white people, people will white people. They will. White Last people. thing I'm gonna say be because we 40 minutes into this snap chop, so it didn't snap at all. But Mm-mm. I'm not gonna let it end before we or talk about a mirror lock. We snapped the hell out of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. A couple times. <laughs> Look. Um, Last thing I want to say before I turn it over to my colleagues, to my brothers, to my friends is about 
Amir Locke. Rest in peace to Amir Locke, y'all. We got another situation on our hands and we cannot afford to fall asleep behind the wheel while these discussions are taking place. Uh, much in the same flavor, rhyme, and reason of our dear sister, Brianna Taylor, who was shot and killed uh, in her home, in her bed, as she slept or attempted or was woken up and jarred by this no-knock warrant that was to the wrong house um, and had nothing to do with her. Amir Locke was killed in his sleep. 22 years old, same city where we saw George Floyd be assassinated, be murdered. Um, the young man was sleeping on a couch at a home that was not his. Keep in mind, they was at the wrong apartment. No charges against him. Had nothing to do with it. They burrowed in and within seconds, maybe three or four, shot and killed him as he slept on the couch. He reached for a gun out of instinct. By the way, he was licensed to carry the gun. Carried in Casil, I think, licensed up to date. He was an entrepreneur, I think, a business owner. Um, and so had the gun sleeping on the sitting on the coffee table right next to the couch, reached for it, killed him in his sleep. Um, a lot of kind of background conversations, but y'all know how it happens and you know how it is now. When these things happen, they happen so often. The the shouts turn into whispers, unless you right in there in the city, unless you right in there on the front lines of it. And so only now and again do we get big you know, pushback like we got for Breonna Taylor. Did we get big outcry like we got for George Floyd? So um, I don't really have a lot to say outside mm. of the obvious. Like, I don't have any questions. I don't think there's a question I could ask mm -mm. Uh, the consciously or the political plug about it um, that would A. And then also rest in peace to Trayvon Martin. Just his birthday was on the fifth. Yesterday. Some, yeah, very recently, yesterday. Two days ago. His birthday was two days, two days ago. ago. Yeah. And so this was I, when I. Yeah. I think so. 27. I think 20. Yeah. I think last year was 26. It's 27. So I think back to me and me and me and uh, Compton Lee were together in Baltimore on the campus of uh, Towson University working together with some kids, uh, teaching some kids at the uh, Eddie Conway Liberation Ac Academy, ECLI Institute, rather. Yeah. Um, and when we when we were watching, getting the news, watching things unfold, I think the trial <laughs> was happening and we were at ECLI when we found out that there would be no conviction of George Zimmerman. So. Just a couple minutes to say y'all, which I got to say, I'm really just closing this out, making sure we talk about this young man, his life, his murder, his murderers. Yeah. Um, I th if I'm not mistaken, the same judge that signed the no-knock warrant was the same judge who presided over the George Floyd case. So just to show you how this overlaps are, how small uh, the actually, world so is. I, I don't think I don't uh, I, that there was no the the, the no-knock warrant wasn't signed off on. Really? Yeah. Another plot twist. Yeah, but, no, not that. Not, that's just, yeah, that's I feel like, man, I think I'm about to say, I know I'm, I'm at the next shot, man, but I guess, man, like, I feel like one of the things I recognize as a content creator is that so many people always expect for you to be able to know what's going on in the news. At a certain time, you so used to always reporting tragedies that you damn near start blocking them out. You know what I'm yep. saying? Um, the black woman that 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 goddamn went on a on a on a on a date, a bumble date, a tender date with the white dude, and now she came up dead. And that I feel like I it's so many stories that I've been that that, that I've been tagged in that have been emailed to me. Dude killed his baby mama and the baby with a hammer type shit. Like, all, all type of different shit. You feel me? It make it yeah. where you just become so exhausted from hearing these stories, where it's just like, damn, you feel me? But this one right here, you know what I'm saying, is definitely uh wild. And I just recognized I did a few videos, damn that on Facebook too. You feel me? Like a couple of days ago, or before I did my little break, and I was talking about how the NRA don't be messing with niggas, and it's like, hey, that's the you know what I mean. But I digress. I do more research on that with me. Yeah, I think we had a hell of a snapshot. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah, taking so no, I mean, no mental notes or no points either, yeah. but we had a lot of points in there. 
Uh, so the so the chat saying that it okay. I thought I had read that it wasn't signed off on, so I have to go back and um uh, because because nah, I, I don't, I don't said, know much about like, it. I got I got I, go I, I, I briefly like when I see the wow. stories, I make sure I know the name, I know the face. I mean, I don't watch the video because that that's actually yeah. how I first learned about it. Is like they had the they had the uh the body cam footage. See shit like that. You know and I seen the beginning of it, and when I realized what I was seeing, I cut it. I I saw it. I, I cut it off. So. Yeah, again. So I do apologize if I if I was wrong about that. I'm a, I'm gonna look into it though. Yeah. Um, and and too though, today is Sandra Bland's birthday though. Today Sandra is, Bland would have been 35. Today Sandra Bland's birthday, um, and today's my little sister's birthday too. She turned 30. You know what I'm saying? She's still alive. So let's let's you, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my sister is still alive. You feel? My sister's still alive. And something that was also eerie when I looked this up is that Trayvon Martin's birthday is in February, and he also was killed in February. So a lot of just crazy things, you know what I'm saying, happened in February and I would say that Trayvon Martin really radicalized the whole generation. You feel me? A lot of us, Trayvon Martin's death in trial showed us that shit was not sweet and showed us that a lot of things that we thought that, you feel me, we had lived past grandma and auntie Nims America. Nah, we stood in that same America. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, I, the, the last thing I say on it is, I think it, 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 it just kind of goes to show that, uh, Again, when we talk about like the system of policing, it's not people that are criminalized, or it's not actions that are criminalized. It's people. You feel me? So like these yeah. actions aren't going to be seen as criminal, even though an innocent person was killed. They didn't have yeah. nothing to do with what was going on, because this is like the, the, that's collateral damage to the police state that we live in. You feel me? Like if you look at a lot of you know, a lot of the, the global watchdogs that, that look at how different states and how people live under, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in, 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 in certain areas. United States is not one, is not seen as really as free as they want to make shit seem. And the reason yeah. why is because everybody outside of this this mug mm-hmm. can look and see that the, <laughs> oh, my mama watching y'all. So they can, look, they can look and see, you know what I'm saying, the way that policing is handled in the United States and see that you're like, yeah, it's still a function of racism. It's still a function of white supremacy. So my mama said, talk yeah. to the people. She said, free yourself. Um, but <laughs> yes, listen. Um, bottom line of this is we can't let these we can't get tired. We can't let these conversations get old, we can't let them fall out of our dialogue. Um, and we got to make sure that we are making space and keeping space uh, to acknowledge the craziness. I want to send love and peace and hope to everybody up in Minneapolis. We know it could be any city at any time, but that city can, seems to like consistently be hit, which is what Pamela Jean is getting at. Minneapolis stay in the mix. I mean, that's something I noticed as well. But um, I want to be clear about that real quick. Um, before we transition out, want to show love to people who pulled up in here, maybe not at the start of the conversation. We know we rocking late and anybody who's like, ooh, it's kind of good. Don't worry about it. Rock with us as long as you can. But if you got a dip, just catch us on the flip. That rhyme. On well, SoundCloud. I mean, on, on Spotify and on uh, Apple Podcasts and on Blog Talk Radio. So it's love for y'all. We happy y'all rock with us this late. We know it's kind of a late setup. It's at the end of y'all day. We working professionals. We parents. We uh, partners. We people on the move. And so this is when we can make it work. So we happy and appreciate y'all popping in with us uh, for tonight. Slide it over to one of my colleagues, though. Somebody yeah, else. Man, I got it right here. Yeah. So y'all know today, you know, we 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 a, a full seven days in the Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I got a few things, a few criticisms slash, I feel like, ways to push this dialogue in a way that we kind of go through the archive in Black History Month. The first thing is, uh, do y'all think I'm tripping on this right here? 
uh do y'all believe black history month get reduced down to just black people being accepted in the white spaces and places a lot or um am i tripping uh mainstream youtube i'm I'm typing the word youtube so i can tell y'all where to find our episodes uh but mainstream black history month is a constant regurgitation of how we finally made it in right which was good i think there was a time period where there was absolutely necessary where we started to need those reminders that we were in more places than we thought we were and that still is true. We still have plenty of corners of the earth we still need to fill in. But I think now the reaction to first black person to first black t- person to is not as exciting. And now it's just kind of sad, right? Like, you know, you never want to put too much stake in what year it is, but it really is one of those. It's 2022 and y'all still haven't had and y'all still. So it becomes more of a reason to be skeptical, to be pissed, to be curious about how this could possibly happen it is to be excited about that but that's just i think the times and so i feel like celebrations of the first black person too or these old school surface level conversations about that they starting to get you know i won't say boring because it's never going to be you know uninteresting to fight to learn about my people and what they've done how they move how they prevailed how they pushed through but i'm i'm less than impressed with black history month and that's both the, the the fault of the mainstream just kind of culture that we live in but black people too you know what i'm saying i think we, there's some responsibility there and accountability that needs to be taken with the whole month i, I mean the, i i'm gonna say you i it, it does get re, i won't say it, it gets reduced to being the first person accepted into a white space i won't say reduced because i think the reason why it's significant is because what it means to be there, right? Because like making it through that barrier is significant. Like, mm-hmm. so, so if you exist in a time where there is active policy, culture, and society that's dedicated to being like, we keeping niggas out. <laughs> and then a, and a nigga show up and like, I'm, 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 I'm good enough. And not even, and, and you know, when we say good enough, that's, mm-hmm. that's good. When we say good enough for us, that's phenomenal. Exactly. You know what I mean? That means I'm good enough to overcome the barrier that you're trying to create simply because of my race. That means that, that like my, my contribution to whether it's the art, the sport, music, the study, whatever, is that significant that the barriers that are created socially uh, are undermined here because mm-hmm. of me. You know what I'm saying? And so I and so I do think that's something that's significant. I don't I don't think that the that the value should be placed on the space. I think that the because uh, and I do think that's how it's taken sometimes. But the reason why that firstness is valuable is because it's, it's it's showing that this this person that was relegated to the outside to the margins of this academic, this sports, this this cultural um field, this professional field, like was was that damn good. The way yeah. they broke down that wall and other people was able to kind of was, was was they was able to justify having more people in there because they was wrong period and and a, per, a black person was able to show them that that's fair no lee 
I know. Okay. I see an interesting comment real quick. It's a bunch of things going on. Dale yeah. says, uh, I'm probably going to say something you don't agree with, but I don't think Black History Month is strictly for Black people. I think that Black History Month is a way to revive the people as a whole, that Black history um, is everybody's history because everybody was, oops, lost the comment, involved in that history and everybody was fighting for their freedom at the same time. The Black culture was fighting for their freedom. I'm mainly just thinking about the Irish culture getting their freedom as well because, let's see if we got our follow-up statement. We got the cliffhanger. Oh. Right. But there's a lot that's kind of said there in terms of I mean, I guess that's a, and I don't want to hijack your, your your topic, but that's a fair question that I want to ask you since you did start talking about, you know, uh, Black History Month uh, consciously is is black is black history for us. Like, of course, clearly it's for us. Right. It gives us a, an opportunity to come together, to stay reminded, to learn about ourselves, especially a history that's constantly being hidden from us and taken away. But do you feel like black history needs to is or needs to be more for other people than it is for like what is what what would that look like? What does that look like to you? Who is Black History for? I think I think that right now how the mainstream pushes Black History Month is more about the multicultural integration into all the other cultures finally being able to appreciate and or value Black history in the ways that kind of sometimes fold into like stereotypical tropes. Um, I feel like the father of Black History Month though, Carter G. Woodson, I feel like he didn't really. I feel like. He started Black History Month so Black people can feel more empowered and understand more about what we've accomplished politically, socially, economically. But I also recognize that I think that it was also a part partially for the rest of the world to also know that us as Black people has done these things politically, socially, economically in all these great ways as well. But what do we do in a world where we feel like they don't care? Like we we keep getting because you know what I'm saying. Like and, that's why I'm like, why are we giving it? Like I don't that's think the way I pose it. That's the reason why I pose. That's the reason why I pose the first question is okay. like when we start to fold in the celebration of Black History being about Black people going into white spaces and places, or Black people getting into white organizations. To me, it trades off with how we think about those Black spaces and places, those Black organizations, those Black schools, and it make it where we put so much in the trials and tribulations of finally being accepted into the white spaces that mm -hmm. we finally get access to them. We literally pack up our ball, take our balls, and go home or, or, or go to the white space. You feel me? And so me thinking historically about this, like, okay, the integration shit is usually meant that now that we can go to the National Baseball League, we don't care about the Negro Baseball League. I mean, now that which, we can go to, the, you know what I'm saying? That's usually, that's, that's how it's happened. You know what I'm saying? Well, go ahead. I think, yeah, yeah I, I think I think those two things happen separately, though. Like, I mean, I think one of them is an oh, inevitability. Yeah, yeah I, I think one of them is an inevitability just based on, like, for example, like like niggas start the Negro League because they want to play baseball on at the highest level, but the highest level is denying them, quote unquote, right? Because we say the highest mm -hmm. level because we're talking about exposure, we're talking about financially. I mean, all of those types of things, right? And so it's like if we if you if you live in America and you're a black person and you play baseball, right? You look at the the major league baseball as the pinnacle of baseball, sure. right? But when you're denied the ability to, to take part in that. Then you go and create your own so you can still, you know, engage in that activity and showcase your talent. Now, when you get to a point where somebody's able to kind of kick down that door, I mean, and I'm, I'm using more aggressive language than integration actually, <laughs> than integration was because it was more so like, all right, I open the door, take off your shoes, go wash your hands. Actually, you coming in through the back if we being clear, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm saying kick down that door. That's that, that's very liberal of me. Let me stop. Uh, what, what's a different way to phrase that? Uh, 
they was able to get invited in. Sure, sure. <laughs> which, which is significant when you've been when you have been denied access. But I getting think, an invitation in is significant when you've been denied access. But I think I think, that, I think the question. Go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, and, but the last thing I say to that is because as, as much as we want to big up the Negro League and turn the Negro League into what it is, it's a question of resources. You know what I mean? And and the Negro League, I, I didn't have the resources. And, and usually the, those organizations that sprout up as a response to being denied typically don't have the resources of the organizations that they were trying to get into. And so you are incentivized to actually join those organizations to get access to those resources and then get other people to get access to those resources as well. So that's, I, think, that, I think that's what it blew on. So yeah. I, I'm going to about you. I'll let Twitter go. Well, I mean, just the only thing that, that kind of frustrates me about not necessarily what Plug says, but this kind of relationship to an integrationist history, especially now, and why it's so bad now to kind of focus on it is because we've seen the full cycle. We've seen, for example, we've had conversations about black apps. Shout out the fan base. We've had conversations about black award shows. Shout out to the BET Awards and so on and so forth, where black people get upset and recognize their value and their worth. They go create their own things, right? They use it as a launching board to end up in these other spaces, but then turn around as fair play. So what we end up doing, recognizing that we don't get celebrated, we don't get the credibility, we don't get the visibility we want in those spaces, and then we try to go back and recreate our spaces, which is where we are now. We're in this phase. We're actually the different stage of the phase. We're leaving the phase where we create our own Black stuff, and we're doing the re-entrance and revaluing white people's stuff, because we don't go and celebrate BET Awards. We don't go to apps like Fanbase. We don't go and celebrate stuff that Black people do. So it's almost like I'm when we talk about being accepted in the white spaces, it, it's rough. Part of me in the context of Black History Month thinks back to the history we were sold versus our true history because I feel like the history we get got taught in school when they made space for Black history was the integrationist history. This is the reason yeah. why we have an MLK Day and not a Malcolm X Day. Yeah. Right? It's That's, because, to me, all that part go in it. All that and so here it. we are, fast forward to now, uh-huh. where we are having this constant pull of war and this tug of war, I think, as Black people and our identity and finding our value where mm-hmm. we make it in the white spaces and we're trying to figure out whether or not we should be happy to be here and try to take those over or where we should, whether we should build our own and, you know what I'm saying, create a slow leak to get everybody back to those things. And I think TLDR, right, as we think about this integrationist agenda, I just don't know what we're doing with it because we got one foot stuck in the world of trying to be integrated. We got one foot saying, okay, let's be separatists and create black stuff, but then black people don't go celebrate those, that stuff. They don't go support all black stuff the same ways. You know what I'm saying? I think Telfar is probably the biggest most just hard line supporter, like uh, a black brand and black, yeah. like, but there's not a, there's a lot of waffling back and forth. And so I don't know. To I me, to, to me, not, not to me, integrationist history plays into that though. To me, the integrationist history plays into that where we're automatic, automatically conditioned to think about black, black things being dilapidated due to lack of resources and due yeah. to lack of infrastructure. You see what I'm saying? And it literally trade creates that trade off. Where we literally say, well, because the National Basketball League has more resources, it makes more sense for us to go there. That always yeah. makes it where the the white institutions always going to be the master signifier because by default, society that we they're going to always have the resources. They're going to always have the the moniker to dictate who gets the exposure and how that exposure happens. So I'm still going on most of most of what I think Damo said. 
it jive on a surface level, but ultimately I'll be willing to say it's cap like that black hat he got on his head. It's cap. Okay. Because most of what he's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, come on with it. And we come gotta, on. gotta come correct. Now, I mean, like, come think, correct think about everything he's saying though is is functioning in a vacuum that says that we automatically we see institutions and groups only for institutions and groups. Oh. So if I think the National Baseball League is gonna give me national security, uh, national exposure, and the Negro Baseball League is not. Damo says I'm gonna automatically go over there. I'm not gonna look at the other shit. It's like, nah, bro. Ah, uh, bro. You're it, going into the message, listen, bro. listen, like, listen. What you just first of all, like integration was not a question of us like proximity to white people. It was a question of access to resources. I will was kick a, your ass on that debate. Bro, all right, set, it up, set it up. Set it up. Set it up. Wait, I want to be. I want to be clear. Plug, restate, restate your premise. Restate. Integration was not a question of proximity to white people. It was a question of resources. Hmm. I stand on that. Why was, Man, brother, how are those mutually been, exclusive? I don't. Well, I mean, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like that, like niggas is literally trying to look at it like, uh, like, like. Well, you know, why? Why? Uh, the people try to make it seem like you know the Negro League and no, bro. Negro League was not paying like MLB. Them niggas why? was going through it. Them why? niggas was going through why? it just why? to be on it. Just to be. I, I know why, but we, but we know why because white people control the resources. So that means that if you want access to them resources, integration is an inevitability. You gotta go to control about? resources, right? Like, right. I mean, but that's, but that's what I'm saying, though. But that's why. But that's why. But that's why getting access to those resources is necessary. In order to do other black shit, you can't do black shit if you ain't got resources. It's so you can't maintain the need of whiteness. You said, "What well, say it again, Lee?" It's dictated by your proximity to whiteness. To whiteness. Literally, your argument is that white people have the resources. So, in order for me to be able to get to the resources, I got to get closer to white people. I was smashing. But, 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 but white, but white people, bro. But white people like the priority. It's the resources. So when I say it's not about white controls the resources, okay, bro. Hold on, listen to what I'm saying, George. Listen to what I'm saying. If I want to get into your house because I'm hungry, Mm -hmm. it's different than me wanting to get into your house just because I want to be next to you, motherfucker. I'm sorry. (laughs) I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried, Miss Carol. I tried. Nah, but for real, if I like, like, or, or if I'm if I'm outside cold. And I want to come into your house. It's the desire to be warm. If if I gotta be next to you to be warm, fuck it, I'm gonna do that. But that doesn't mean that my desire is is that, is that I mean that it's something valuable being next to you. That's the you that's know, the difference. You know, right. One like, of the resources, the one of the resources at hand that you are talking about is the political currency and cap and 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 and, and capital capital the political capital and currency. Let me speak. Is is material. It is relational, but it translates in very material ways. I can give you a whole bunch of examples. Kanye West is doing a great job, right, of demonstrating <laughs> to us. And I said I was not going to say his name in season three. But here, here we, we are, are. demonstrating episode. to you the, the capital, right, the currency that you get. So now when you get upset about your relationship failing, you want to be seen as a black man. But when it was all about you thriving and you kind of your whole agenda about being a social, social, it was about latching on to as many white people as you could down right. to the person you had your kids with. So oh, this is we using Kanye as an example, though. No, what I'm using Kanye as an example of is pushing back against your insistence that resources are completely different from the relationship 
the benefits to networking, the benefit, the person, political and personal capital you get in proximity to white people. They help you navigate various lanes. Kanye West was a kid from Chicago. He was a great producer. He was doing his thing. He had his own. But until he started to expand that brand and cozy up and become relational, not just depend on resources from become relational to whiteness, to white people. We didn't see. So that's I'm just animating the example because you seem to insist that resources that grab the bag and go. You're not doing it. Nobody's the, the, being Robin Hood. It's just it's not realistic. It's you're not realistic. I think the I think the grab I, I I'm not I'm not reducing it to grabbing the bag and going. I'm talking about specifically the why why niggas incentivize being in those spaces. It's like if like if we let's let's look at schools, for example. Like when you got schools and your like your textbooks, you got textbooks from you know what I'm saying, like matter of, y'all ain't got enough. You feel me? Or you ain't got enough teachers, you ain't got enough desks. You know what I mean? The, the building that y'all going to school in don't have heat in the wintertime. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have, you don't got nothing to keep you cool in the summertime. You know what I mean? When you know, when, when they say, all right, there's, like, we, we're integrating the schools, so if you live in this area, you can now go to this school. Fucking right! We gonna get up and go to that school. So we can have heat in the wintertime and something to cool us down in the summertime. So we can have enough books to, to be able to read. That's not saying that niggas don't care about the, the, the school that they left. Is that the school that they left that was 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 what they were scraping together? But if you able to have access to those resources, and it's but it's not a because I think I think there is a, a a parallel in this criticism that when people talk about integration, they're not simply talking about like the, the benefits of it. It's, it's, there's an assumption that uh, being close to white people is a good thing, mm-hmm. right? It's because it's about being close to them. Yeah, you know I mean, but th- that that proximity that proximity question is. Well, we just wanted to be able to be seen as, or we thought we'd be able to be on the same level as. Like, nah, fuck, like, anybody care? We, we know what racism is. Nobody thinks just because you can be able to sit in the same class as a white man that you, you'll be able to, uh, or, or a white kid that, that you now seen as the same as them. You should, nobody thinks that? That is wild. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, I don't, uh, no, I really, I, y'all really think that's what niggas was on? You think I, I don't know what you're asking right now. Yeah. Um, I just think that the history you, of... Hold on, hold on. The question that I'm asking... Flight is like... But what, okay, let's talk about the history of white flight, though. What was the history of white flight? Um, white people lived in, in the better instance, neighborhoods. In this instance, it's showing you that you cannot separate white people from their resources. That even when we have access to go live by white people... Because your example was the heat. You say that if I'm outside and I'm cold, of course, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be next to the white person. I want I want their heat. To me, if your example is true, we're going to take white people's resources and go back to our communities. We're not doing that. You see what I'm saying? We're not taking the heater. That's, we're that's staying the next to them. You see what I'm, I'm, I'm using your metaphors, your analogies. This is your well, metaphor. Because- this is your analogy. And I'm going further with you and illustrating with you how your shit is capped like that back hat on your head. Bro. It's capped. Bro. It's, listen, bro, it's, it's it's like literally listen, right now. Listen to listen to listen to what in 2022. Listen. You can think about how resources are literally developed and how resources are invested. You show me the example of Toya, your lower your eyebrows. Lower no. your eyebrows. Okay, I'm gonna not, lower because I'm not, still finna talk not, to you, but not, I'm gonna talk to you with my eyebrows down here. The history of white flight showed that you've already what you already conceded. You can't separate white Bro, from Listen, okay, let's stick, let's stick with this. I'm gonna say this and then, and then and I'm gonna let you do your thing to you. Let's stick with this heat analogy, right? You can't take heat from inside the house and take it outside. 
Of course, if you want to keep the heat, you stay inside the house. No, you, right. you, you, stay. you use hunger, you use heat, you use all those. Right, items. right. That means that, that there's an outside and there's an inside. The resources are inside. You can't take the resources <laughs> from inside to outside. Not when you, you. not when you're trying to take the, not when you're trying to take the heat and then be cool with them. I'm gonna take the white person's heat and then be cool with them and make sure I'm accepted with them to make sure they could happen with me taking the heat. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Look. That's integration. And then, and 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 the example. That's, the that's why you're you, you calling you saying this shit. Your liberal ass said this shit. You, saw, you, I'm, you said it, bro. I didn't. I'm not saying it. you said. It. You said I'm being liberal, talking about kicking down doors. Go you ahead, now man. keeping that same liberal energy and being like, no, integration is not that. We want the resources. Like, nah, bro. That's cap. White supremacy don't work like that. You know, and, this is, like that. and and I think the proof of that is the exa- extension of my cycle, no right? Like Where we talk about the fact that even after black people build things. Right. They have the resources. There's a lot of capabilities and opportunities. But this kind of notion that there's something meaningful about the proximity to whiteness is what has us skipping our own award shows, skipping our own products, skipping our blends and still going and over aligning and over identifying with white people. This is why, again, we've gone through the stage of recognizing that being separate is better. Right. That our separatist mindset, that those goals were meaningful. And we've gone through the motions of creating our own and building our own. And we continue to do those things. But the question of why those things don't stick, I think, is the indoctrination of integration that says the only way you get as far as you really trying to go is if you circle the block and cozy back up and be in proximity to the very whiteness that yeah. or that that created your you situation go. in the first place. And, there's little, and so it's rough. Right. The whole the, 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 the notion then of. And, and this kind of goes back to my point that I was making about the dreams that we've been told when we were kind of fed the version of history that white supremacy wanted us to have. Okay, we'll give you niggas an inch, but so you don't take a foot. We're going to make sure you don't really know as much about the separationists. We don't, you don't know as much about the people who were for segregation. They just wanted to not be targeted, not to be, we just, they just wanted I to be fear, in our own spaces. I, I fear I've integrated my people into a burning home. Come on. Oh, but okay, but see, this is what I'm saying. That Resources is a, a, his, that is a, a historical civil rights narrative. Okay. The the civil rights act wasn't even the first the one of the, the the civil rights act wasn't even the first one, but like legally, Jim Crow was already deemed as unconstitutional when it was enacted because they already said that that free that the uh, free slaves there was already legislation that said free slaves had every right of a citizen. That means that when they enacted Jim Crow, that like we we can go back to pre or, or during Reconstruction. I don't, I, I don't understand how y'all, as people that's, that, that's so knowledgeable in history, are ignoring the fact that Reconstruction itself was integration. Because black black communities, were, like black people, were integrating themselves into American society. And as they integrated themselves, it wasn't a question of, quote unquote, being separate. It was just coming together to create something for ourselves. And there were plans and there were plots to create resources for ourselves. One of the more, one of the more examples that I thought was the most interesting was there's a narrative about about and I, and I won't be too long, but there's a narrative about black politicians that they were ineffective during Reconstruction. That's the reason. That's part of the reason why Reconstruction failed. That narrative is a complete lie. There was when you look at uh, uh, black like black communities that were led by uh, black people, right? And again, it's ain't a question about yo, are we keeping white people away from us? Nah, these is newly freed enslaved uh, uh, like enslaved Africans, newly freed enslaved Africans. These people making themselves a part of the society were creating, were showing, showcasing examples of leadership, uh, increasing literacy, 
using tax money to create certain benefits in their community. And people showed uh, the pretty much white people. It was called Southern Redemption. They used they access and they control to undermine all of that and then introduce Jim Crow. So then when we come back and be like, oh, well, uh, the civil rights and integration started with uh, the Civil Rights Act and the removal of Jim Crow, that's a lie. Because we had already did it. We had already integrated ourselves before they came, fucked it up, and then said Jim Crow, and then said, oh, no, nah, we could just go back to how shit was before we introduced Jim Crow in the first place. It's ahistorical what y'all saying. And when y'all talk about integration to the place, because it's examples of integration that's not situated around the proximity of whiteness, and it only became that way after Jim Set the debate up, Toya. Set the debate up. She going to moderate. Set it up, bro. Man. Set it up, bro. We you dead, you a, a dead man. Black history ass whooping on Dama. You a dead uh, man. I'm telling you. Well, that, the one thing I want to point out. Even with that historical analysis of that being integration, it still would be like, bro, so you don't know shit about civil society no more? So now you really playing integration as history? Well, you going to just read the uh, nigga? The niggas was being... Yeah, set that debate up. I got that. That's well, easy. Easy. We got a lot. We got a lot going, going, going up. For Black History Month, then and the, uh, the task, hey, and the task exclusive goat, you wouldn't be able to be in the same gym with me, bro. <laughs> that that and Michael Miller hey, we can, saying hey, we, that we, we just like Hitler. <laughs> we can set that up too. Michael, Michael, Michael Miller, be in the same gym with me, guy. Michael Miller said Hang we three up. Hitlers, y'all, um, or something like that. I don't That's know. I guess we, yeah, ultimately. Hold on, hold on. Um, he want he want attention. Hold on, we want. Yeah, want somebody. Kind of racist saying about all white people, real racist. All right, skinhead. <laughs> the 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 dude with the skinhead hey, picture having a conversation having about a, like talking yeah. about racism. We have before. a disagreement trying to debate each other. And yeah, come a white person making it about them trying to steal center stage. Not here. Not on the chop up show. <laughs> so. Uh, what we'll say about that is that you see we got a debate brewing. We'll see when that ends up being scheduled. Typically, we have our debates in the middle of the week. Our debate series is called Debate Me. Right, you're talking to three of uh, some of the uh, greatest uh, college policy debaters in the history of the activity. I hate to, no you know, cap so I yeah, wanna, we cap you know but we get it, we get down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, George? I was out there, probably the most successful out of the three of us. It really depends on how you define success. But the man ate. You know what I'm saying? I also did a little ED too, and the plug from high school on through college. His college career was about that life and about that work, and was uh, uniquely on the high school circuit back when you know in, in the in the 70s when he was in high school um, <laughs> <laughs> was. <laughs> One of the debaters who really started to <laughs> evolve uh, what it looked like to interrogate questions of race and identity and social location and anti-blackness and white supremacy in the context of these political conversations we have. And so a debate is coming. The series is called Debate Me. If y'all want to go look at any of our other episodes, hey, we didn't debate hey, about the vaccine. They already know you beat me, but go ahead. We've already had debates about the vaccine. We've had debates about Kamala. We've had debates about a whole bunch of different things. So y'all go check those out, but be on the lookout for the Debate Me series that these young people are trying to set up right here. Also, also, outside of this conversation about Black History Month, which I'm going to let uh, plug, I'm um, sorry, consciously put a pin on it, I do want to mention that we have the Black History Month Awards. We don't just argue about Black History Month. We actually celebrate it. So the last week of the month, um, the last Monday of the, the month, which is the 28th, we have the Black History Month yeah. Award. The Black History Month Award. So make sure you got pat back in and see what's good with it. Lee, I'm trying to back to you show your plug. So let's do what we're going to do. Yeah. So we know for uh, Black History month 2022 
um a lot of things to come into forefront about we it's really able to expose shit, you know what i'm saying um really just keeping it simple and cute you feel me black history month this this to me this year is posing a nice conservative contradiction on one end they have a, a literally synonymously said that crt is black history teaching about black history and racism is crt and those two are the same but in the same world where they want to monetize black history month you see what i'm saying we see that that is a contradiction. We see that these two things have tension between the two where you want to make it anytime we talk about the trials, tribulations, the historical things that's happened, especially when it comes to the law. You yeah. feel me? Because like you know what I'm saying, Toy and Dama was putting it like, what you going to say about Rosa Parks? Mm-hmm. How you going to bring up, you feel me, the Birmingham bus cut or any really anything happening in the civil rights movement without talking about how race was codified in the law? How can you talk about that? while being in a state like florida or oklahoma or texas where they're trying to outlaw you talking about literally things that can make people uncomfortable shout out to florida right not pe- white people they're trying to they're trying to illegal make illegal things that make white people racially uncomfortable hey man real quick i need to shout out mario who asked the important question where is your show mr miller you got a lot to say in these comments why don't you just get you a platform fam um, you can even talk bad about like me if you want to on yours. Uh, I don't they know who's we're gonna pull up for, but they want to steal black folks' platforms. They I don't, yeah, I don't know. Uh, stick around for it, but at the same time, uh, hey, last uh, time I was explained though by Mr. Miller, he said once I take the vaccine, like fam, you just picking, you just throwing <laughs> shit, just saying stuff. And again, hey, we not hey, our hey, we talk about, shit, bro. We not easily triggered. We talk shit, yeah, right. <laughs> not easily triggered. Just picking. Now, I'm going to let y'all decide because time is drawing nice. It's 117 um, that we've been talking to these people. So we got another shop or we can send the folks in peace or we can dovetail with the political. What, what y'all want to do? I'm going to turn it over to the plug because it's his decision. How y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? It's, 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 George, it's midnight, I, I it's midnight that, on George. the East Coast. Uh, yeah, for me, it's 11. I'm good. I'm good. You good? I, I, I Okay, yeah, cool. Because I mean, I ain't really. It, it, I mean, because it's kind of in the lane of Black History Month, so we are gonna go ahead and get into the political chop. Um, all right, <laughs> Joe Biden. Before he got in the, uh, before he was even a nominee for the presidency, uh, twenty in the twenty twenty election, he came out flat out said, "My vice president's gonna be a black woman." He got elected. We know that his vice president was Kamala Harris. Now. Some of y'all will say he lied. <laughs> Shut up. Some of y'all, no, actually, a lot of y'all will say he lied. He lied about what? Getting a black woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, nah, because that's what he said. In the beginning, he said he's going to get a black yeah. woman. So, I digress. Yeah, I yeah see a lot saying. of y'all will say that he here. lied. You know what I mean? Hey, but Ruth. now, yeah. go ahead, Tony. Well, no, actually, this is a, remember what you were about to say. Do not forget. Yeah. Fixate yeah. on that thought. Uh, Noel pointed out that we don't have our uh, show some love donation feature active right now for the chop up show. But if y'all want to show love for us being back on season three, we definitely appreciate that. Wow. That goes toward us growing and building out the show and doing some important things and getting. We never had projects. it on the chop up. Okay, it was uh, on the, it was it was on the consciously page. It's we on the consciously it on the page. Are we still yeah. on consciously page right now though? Why it ain't showing up? Uh, I don't know. We may, we'll have to figure it out. We'll figure it out the show. We'll figure out the show. Yeah. So, but um, just thank y'all. Baby Oku says something. Noel says something. For those people who want to throw something at us, we definitely appreciate it. We love y'all. We're going to figure that out. Um, If you could, set it to the side for us next week. Or next yeah. time we say something cool. Maybe not this time, but next time. Toss it at us. We appreciate it. We really don't ask yeah, for much. This is a labor of love for us. We do it because we love y'all. Love the show. Love talking our stuff. I love talking to my brothers. But 
if it's a, a time y'all want to show love, think about us in the future, and we will definitely will set that up. But back to y'all. I'm sorry, I just want to point. Hey, that out. and as soon as I'm gonna say what they said, Rock said <laughs> a black woman who wanted nothing more than to disassociate from black culture. Like, <laughs> I mean, and, and, and then Taz said, uh, Taz said, did he say black or African American? It's a different. <laughs> not to him. Not to not to Joe Biden. So when Joe Biden said, well. Joe Biden probably saying African American. Oh, he probably saying African American if he being honest. Michael Myers, but, uh, Michael Miller, find some new comments. We are vaccinated and boosted, fam. So I don't know. I'm bored with that comment. Yeah. About and and, and, and I give and, and I give you, I give you something to run with. I got. I still got. COVID. I'm vaccinated. And I still. I'm. I'm sitting in the house in COVID. With COVID, with COVID right. right now. So yeah. I don't know if you want to get um, jazzy about that in the comments, but you, oh you're boring me. You're boring me. Yeah, uh, baby OP said, I'll never forget political. <laughs> 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 All right, we get into that. That's old stuff. You talk about old stuff. Talk about Come old on, stuff. baby. Yo, cool. Yeah, you talk about old stuff. Look. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, Joe Biden was talking about, you know what I'm saying? Now he talked, it's, it's, it's a Supreme Court uh, 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 vacancy that's coming up, and Joe Biden is back on that train. I'm getting a, 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 a woman, a, a black woman, or an he's probably, in his mind, an African American. Because I, 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 I would say that's the respectable, you know what I'm saying, version of a, you know, African-American woman. And so um, given his, his, you know, his track, actually, yeah, let me, yeah, let me pull up the, uh, pull up the questions. Uh, the first question, symbolic and material. Y'all already know the political, the political chops, always, <laughs> they go the same damn way. Symbolic and material. Black woman on the Supreme Court. Symbolic and material. Uh, in my opinion, a black woman on the Supreme Court, is it symbolic or is material? I think it is both. The reason why I think it is both is very yeah. simple. It is symbolic, right? Um, we know that a black person, skin folk ain't your kin folk. So we recognize with Clarence Thomas, for example, who was already on the Supreme Court, that just because you are black does not mean you care about me or my interests or my intersections or, or the complexities of the black experience, right? You're very cut and dry with that. Part of it says you have to be, I guess, because of the nature of your job. But the other side is like, dude, that's not why we sent you in there. And that's not what we sent you in there to do. That being said, right, when I think about the material capacity of it, I was listening to, and y'all know NPR is my jam. I try to stay up on my liberal news <laughs> as much as I possibly can so I can know what's going on around me. Uh, but they were having a really solid conversation about um, various justices and how um, various feedback that they've had about the different types of uh, justices that have been non nominated. When uh, Sotomayor got nominated, her being a Latina woman, like the changes in the new considerations of things that they thought about. When Clarence Thomas got nominated, though, they specifically said, even though he was a conservative nominee, right, even though he's very much a Republican, it being changed in room, the texture. Uh, you, you, uh, yeah. Uh, it ready. changed the texture of... <laughs> The conversations when they were having racial conversations in a room, even if they thought they knew what Clarence Thomas was going to do or how he was going to feel about a certain issue. When they talked about issues of race, it absolutely changed the 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 just the form and the content of how they talked about what they talked about. Now, you know how much that matters. Does it? I don't know how much that matters, because when it's all said and done, the the centering of objectivity comes first. So, like, how much does it really matter that you are a black person in a room when your job is to be? objective right there's no way to separate your lived experience separate the things that you've done but you also can't go in there being the black woman because then you'll be scrutinized for being the black woman on the supreme right. court so it's to answer the question it's symbolic right it means something just like clarence thomas just like sotomayor we hate to admit it but amy coney barrett means something it represents something in terms of what we understand and, <laughs> you know about the supreme court it represents something it's very much something it's giving me very much something what was it called, uh, something. hcb or some shit 
It's, right. Yeah, yeah. So it is it is as much symbolic as it is material. And it's material because, like I said, those conversations transformed and it was attested to by, by justices themselves. Like the way that they approached some of those issues had to change because of who was in the room. You know what I'm saying? So I'd be like to be on the fly on the wall because I don't think it's going to move the fulcrum too much, but I think it moves it a little bit in a material way. So both is my answer. Yeah. Man, I feel like I'm going to put me in my debate mind. So shit, I'm going one or the other. I would say it's more symbolic than material. It's definitely both. Definitely got some both. But surprise, I would, I would surprise. Yeah, I would say it's more symbolic than material. Um, I'm so surprised you know, yeah. by Toya's response. She giving this up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, not negate nothing that Toya said because definitely, uh, I, uh, uh, we had the conversation about like what Clarence Thomas being in that room, what it meant for the psychology of other, other, you feel me, people that was, in, you know, what I'm saying had this position. But for me, a lot of that, you know, what I'm saying, it's also just like just symbolic, sentimental. You feel me? On like some, some, some Afro pessimist. It's a sense. It's a, it's a, it's a centennial relation. You feel me? Like, yeah, that's that's cute. I mean, because the the for all we know, the change in the room could be we stop using the hard R when we start talking about black. <laughs> right. Like maybe that was the change that we right. felt like right. so we can't, but we still go. You know, we because know I he think won't go for that, but we know he's gonna agree with this. So we're still. And I will acknowledge my pessimism is kicking in because I'm th I'm thinking about what that meant in real time for Clarence Thomas to a lot of times to reify the confirmation bias. Or, or to be able to allow for other people to buy into their anti-black dispositions. Right. So it was like, I already think niggas is hyper-criminal and niggas is lazy and niggas can work harder and pull themselves by the bootstraps. And he confirmed oh, it. Thomas, oh, you think that too? Yeah, man. Get that nigga 50 years. Solidify. It's, it's, safe. Amazing, it, it, it's so, so much like, safer to be the nigga in the room. Clarence Thomas, you almost got to go in and you can't be it. You can be, you can be every, it's like Barack Obama. I can be everything but the nigga president. I can be yeah, a lot of things, but right. I, if the second they start thinking I'm black people's president or I'm black people's Supreme Court justice is where That's all my legitimacy and credibility goes out the window. Right. I don't feel sorry for niggas who had to make those decisions because it's a tough yeah. decision. Somebody got to make them. But Somebody, it is a decision yeah. that was and presented. For me, that's where I started being thinking about it because it's looking about like shit. Donald, Donald Trump and me being into consciousness, quote unquote, in my, in my, in my, in my adult life is like thinking like, damn. So that Supreme Court justice, that Supreme Court justice, that president, that president, you let it be known you was white people's president and you've always understood that, white, that America was more than just white people. So mm -hmm. we see going back to the Afro-pessimist thing about black people and anti-blackness, social death shit is like, damn. So niggas really can't. And it's really what I think that I, I, I will give Clarence Thomas a small benefit of the doubt on is recognizing like, bro, you probably got caught up in playing that game in your young 20s and teenage years and that machine ate your ass. And yeah, now you've yeah. just been Steven from Django now proving that you are the best overseer that can be. And that's really how I see it now. Mm. I And I'm actually mad because I got to agree with this nigga, George. Mm. I didn't want to do it. I know you hate it. I don't want to do you agree with. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I agree with you partially. That's why I said. No, you no, I know you hate that even more. But go <laughs> <ahead>. <laughs> I mean, because it's like, I, to be honest, if, if she was replacing a conservative judge, then I, I would say it would it has the possibility of being something more material because I'm saying it's symbolic simply because the, it doesn't change the majority. There's still a majority. Bro, he went even deeper into it, like even yeah, if you, like even if you look at from the political spectrum, it don't change shit. So yeah, it really like <laughs> like it's still. I mean, Trump. We, we Trump got three. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Like Trump got three. Barrett, Did he? Kavanaugh, and uh, uh, Gorsuch. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, I forgot about Gorsuch. Gorsuch. That's who I forgot about because he was like, he, he was the least he controversial. Yeah, he wasn't in the news like that. So. Yeah, he but but mm. yeah, Gorsuch. Well, see, he was kind of controversial because uh, uh, Merrick Garland was supposed to be Obama's nominee, exactly. But and they um, said no, it was too soon, it was too fast. But then, right, well, no, they, they was like, they was like, well, we don't want to do it during an election. You're right. And then they and then they fucked around and turned around and did Barrett during an election. You know Didn't somebody during an impeachment? Didn't one Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. happening with Kavanaugh was Kavanaugh. happening during the impeachment, impeachment yeah. in the backdrop of everything? Yeah, yeah, because the Me Too movement made him. Well, I, you know what I'm saying made him constantly right. made him famous. Sure. Okay. Yeah, right. Because they tried to they they tried it, bro. They tried it. But I mean, but that's why I think though. So it's just like it, it's it's symbolic because. I mean, you, we you, you we got uh, uh, Sotomayor, which you know mm-hmm. that's that's a Latino uh, Latina woman or Latinx. I don't, I don't really. I'm working yeah, I on. I think Latina is appropriate in this instance. Okay, right. cool. But um, and, and so then we can like, <laughs> and, then, and then you go. We can add a black woman. It's a yeah. That's I rely on y'all for that type shit. Um, but it's like then we can add a black woman. You feel me? So it's it it really it, I don't I'm not seeing it actually moving the needle, um for real. Uh, but I do want to add the last question I want to ask. You know, hey, so oh, and two for and two for you over there too. What I would say too, with Toya, what Toya made me very conscious about quote unquote no no pun intended no during pun. us talking about the Kamala Harris shit and after she's been elected is thinking about how much more strenuous we are with black women when they hold positions of power and how. A black woman being in that position gonna be held to a way different level than any person that ever held that position, and what Uh-oh. that means symbolically and materially as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. Wow. Thank you for that insight. I want to just yeah. it in. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just no, 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 no. That was that. No, that was good. That was good. My heart. Um, that, that was <laughs> I honestly good. missed it. You got distorted on my end a little bit. I don't know if it happened for anybody. Oh uh, yeah. Else. It might just be my I internet, but. I kind of yeah. missed the last thing you said. Could you restate that? Do you do you remember? What oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Some, yeah, restate the last thing you said. Restating it. This um uh made me think about how materially and symbolically it's gonna be. You know I'm saying it's gonna be a lot of bad things that can be of a black woman holding that position because of us knowing how much scrutiny a black woman holds or gets when she when they hold positions of power. Positions of power. So thinking yeah. about how a black woman being in the Supreme Court is gonna be held completely different than any other position ever. Because yeah. we know the nature of how black women are scrutinized and policed and put a magnifying glass and right. oh she wore her hair like this. Are, are you object? No, but it's like, are you objective? Are you uh, speaking yeah. from the Constitution? Are okay. you, you know what I mean, which is why I hate I hate the obvious, which is that black women were what pushed him over the finish line. You know what I'm saying? I think all the buzzwordiness of black woman vice president, black woman, whatever, all of these are now things. I don't want you to give me nothing because you said you would. I want you to give it because okay. it came from the bottom of your heart. Slow down, Tony. Slow down, slow down, Tony. Slow down, Tony. Uh-huh. Slow down. I'm sorry. What, what my, next question, my next question was, okay. does this mean anything for his legacy? Because, I, again, because just like to, to what you're saying, mm-hmm. every opportunity he got, black woman. Shout out to you. Black boy. woman. Oh, yeah, no, oh, also there you love, go. we definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put that up. Yeah. Uh so found it season three, episode one, chop up in the best. Yeah, yes, thank you, Noel. Monday is not the same unless it closes with the chop up. Y'all already love, know. Love, love, uh, love. Thank you. Shout out to Noel. I'm gonna be with them. Uh I got I'm, I'm gonna be with them um for, for black history doing a presentation over there. So shout out to the city of Little. Hey, and to Noel, uh 
uh, my administrator gonna be sending you that email too about them uh, conscious university classes. She we talk, I talked to her yesterday and she realized she didn't email you back. So yeah. And to Noel Wednesday morning, I see you bright and early for philosophies of leadership. HD training happening in partnership with the city of Littleton. We all got yeah. business over there. So as I can see, we love Noel. Noel is one of, and I mean, shout out to, you know what I'm saying? All of my white folk out there doing the hard work. You don't get an invite to the cookout, but we got love for you. Might save you a plate. She wanted to play getters uh, because yeah. she has, you know, been with the chop up through a lot of evolutions, through a lot of growth, has always supported. We always take a second out to show Noel love because she always shows love back in a very material way. So we got to uh, shout sure. her out as we talk about these conversations. But I'm going to toss it back to y'all. We were talking about the legacy of Joe Biden um, because that's that's been a part of like the the narrative that he's tried to push even before he he was he was the nominee. It was black women, black women. I'm here for the black women. We got to do this for black women. You know what I mean? I, I, so, I'll be real with you though. I think I think that like even though for us in real life, because we live in it, we know like like man, we we gonna we gonna die feeling like man, Joe Biden, you performed up as hell. Me understanding how them history books gonna be written, he gonna go down in history as being more revolutionary than Joe Biden. I mean, I mean than, 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 than Barack Obama. Barack Obama, yeah. Swear Obama. to God, he is like yeah, because they already you know Obama legacy. Obama legacy is already the drone strike president. That they've already well, called him dead. a straight they up could, they colonizer. Could, they like, cooked his legacy. His, his legacy is deporter yeah. chief. The deporter, yeah. chief. the deporter chief. Right. We can keep going. I think the only thing <laughs> he really rough. got is Obamacare. I think that's the only and, and, and the then dreamers. the um, the, and the work Obamacare the dreamers and then the uh, the, 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 the young black boys. Yeah, the, the um, uh, my I'm brother's keeper or something like that. Um, and then he let some niggas out of jail before he left. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, but it wasn't Kodak, it wasn't Wayne, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't right, right. right. But you, listen, hey, Wayne wasn't tweeting in support of Obama though. You know what I'm saying? So you know, Lou but I still don't know how he feel about the police yet. We can't. What's my no? He knows how he feel about the police. He know. Okay. He, he love him. Um, but yeah. but uh, but just just uh, just cool like just to go ahead and close it out, just to, to touch on. Um, Toya, you can finish what you were saying about like how you felt, how you feel about his legacy. Um, because mm-hmm. you was you was kind of going into like what he's trying to purport, as opposed to like what's like the reality. What what are we? Really oh yeah, doing I mean, I think he wants to be, you know, this Barack <laughs> Oh I'm Obama, a Barack Oh I'm Obama. <laughs> Yeah, y'all see how y'all do, niggas, man. Joe, Joe Biden, Joe one. Biden over here is saving him. Yeah, but Joe man. Biden got like what? Let's go, Brandon. Sleepy Joe, man. Creepy Joe. Them ain't hidden as Barack Obama. Go ahead, tell you. Go ahead tell you. <laughs> well, no, my only thing about uh, Joe Biden is that he really, you know, for better or for worse, wants to legitimize this idea of sticking behind black women because he feels like that is what's going to catapult him into relevance. That's what's going to get him over the hump um, in terms of these midterms. And so he's trying to harken back onto that again. Now, we all know he would have been chopped liver if he would have chosen anybody else but a black woman because you, 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 you made that bed. You got to right. sleep in it. You know what I'm saying? That cake right. been baked is one of my favorite things. So he couldn't dare come around this time and choose somebody else. But what um, I think will be interested, the, the front runner that I've heard the most about, and I think there are two or three um, that they feel like is somebody who can be confirmed from both sides, who will uh, have agreement across uh, the, the, the aisle um, and is just qualified and relevant. But of course, already both all of these black women, have, their qualifications are being called into question. Amy Cullen Barrett wasn't even a judge before she became a 
Supreme Court judge, but they want to yeah. call these other judges in the question or whatever. But Michelle Price is the name. If you had to start anywhere and if you haven't heard about her just yet, is the name that if you had to pick anybody to start to get used to and get interested in, I'm still learning more about herself and her background. But what's her name again? About Michelle Price, I believe is her name. Judge Michelle Price um, is where you should start kind of getting into the, the pop. She is a judge and she's a judge. Uh, yes. With a lot of clear, with, with a lot of a qualifications, a lot of reputable background, and a lot of things that make her suitable for the job at hand. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds because, like I said, and started off my comment about before we kind of moved around a little bit was we know all your skin folk and kin folk. We the, the we we are skeptical about Kamala. We are skeptical about a lot of individuals who gets put in get put into power, and I think rightfully so. We have to have these health, healthy skepticisms and criticisms. Not all of us are about representational politics, and even the ones who are, the plug is shaking his head. That they come with conditions, <laughs> right? Those, those representations come with terms and conditions. No, no, no. Right? I'm so, agree, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, so period. Yeah, regardless yeah, of how we feel about it, I want to be clear. Yeah. As much as me and George will get into the minutia of disagreement with Dominique, we're not gonna play our brother like he just out here saying anybody, any black yeah, person nah. sitting. No, you just you, there's some things you got to do to pass the vibe check. A lot of things for him too, right? So that's a more nuanced conversation. We getting it, but bottom line is none of us are satisfied with just those faces being in those places anymore right there there's a whole lot more that got to come with it so we're gonna see we definitely gonna see but um i don't know and with the the imbalance let's be clear there's nine justices she only makes three she only replaces somebody she's not adding to right. so we're not any right. closer to evening out the supreme court right. there's still a dramatic imbalance that her black woman is can't overcome by itself which is why the reliance on black women being the magical Negroes of the 21st century is so frustrating because you put us in positions where we have to be meaningful and create impact, but it's literally impossible for us to do. Crazy. All right, but here we are. So, and now, but now before we close out, we do gotta, I, I do gotta, I gotta put y'all up on game. Okay. Joe Biden wants credit <laughs> for putting the first black woman on the Supreme Court. But did y'all know? Uh-oh. That he's responsible Uh-oh. for actually blocking the first black woman nominee under George W. Bush. Unsurprised. Not surprised. Didn't know that actually. From from the Washington Post. From the Washington Post. Not surprised. As a senator, Biden warned President George W. Bush that if he nominated the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court, he would filibuster and kill her nomination. I think it just love you too, Kevin. Thank you so much. Appreciate you sliding in on us. We know you be doing your school grind, your work grind. So Look, Kevin, you do your thing, us. man. Education is elevation, Kevin. Always. Now, uh, so I ahead, appreciate bro. you for tuning in when you did. The name of this judge was it was back in 2003, Judge Janice Rogers Brown. Um, she served on the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals, and she was considered the second, the country's second most imp- uh, uh She was considered the head judge in this in the country's second most important court but that proves that to me that proves in and of itself proves my point is that black women are a question of convenience right there's not enough examples you can show me you walking arm in arm with the protest you know back during the civil rights but there's not enough there's there's a lack of consistency right and i think that's convenient because those ended up based on how your legacy is playing out how you did all these crime bills how you did all this and all that they end up being convenient photo ops that you can point back to when we start to poke holes in what you say you're trying to do versus what's actually being done you get to harken back to those moments but they juxtapose moments where we didn't seem so sincere, didn't seem so secure. What happened over mm-hmm. the next, what happened between back then, this was uh, Bush one or two, 
nominee. It's Bush two. It's Bush, Bush two. two. It's two thousand. So, it's two thousand three. And no, it, it, it ain't even like it was like crime bill nineties. This was two thousand three. So what happened awesome. between two thousand three and twenty twenty two? You know what happened? The change didn't happen inside of Joe Biden. The change happened in society because now it's cool to align yourself with black people and black women mm-hmm. in particular, especially when we look at the overeducation, the overqualification, Trendy. and the absolute mm-hmm. leadership that black women have in this country. You can't deny the stats. You can't deny the reality. So now it's trendy. You get mm-hmm. caught by hearkening and depending on and latching on to black women. But when it wasn't cool and it wasn't popular back in 03, when you didn't have to do all of that to show that you deserve uh, the, the the black vote, you, did, you didn't have to do that to deserve that you deserve to ride the wave of uh, the uh, black people's fidelity to the Democratic Party. You didn't you didn't have to prove nothing back then. You was just riding the wave. Now, when yeah. you had to prove something in 2021 or 20, whenever yeah, that election was, I got a question for the, I got a question for the police. Now you out here. You said I, got for, I got a question for the plug to end out. I'm I'm genuinely curious. <laughs> hey, and being real, I'll be on conservative TikTok sometimes. Yeah. And too, it could be caps. That's why I'm asking you too, because it could be like, nah, nigga, they ain't right. Um, with Biden having one of the lowest uh uh approval ratings of presidents, you feel me? Do mm-hmm. you think that him getting a black woman as a Supreme Court will help him get reelected? Or we feel like that's yeah, it's ball game. No. No, no, he bro. Uh, first of all, let's put Biden in perspective, okay? Biden was actually Shout introduced, man, uh, and, and not not even the not even long winded because we about to close this out. Yeah. Biden was introduced to make Obama more palpable to white people. Mm-hmm. Come on, that was it. That's the only reason Joe Biden was, you know, what I'm saying, the, uh, uh, Barack Obama's vice president, mm-hmm. because even with like even with Obama being a moderate. Right, a, a, a typical establishment uh, Democrat. He was still the old too, Democrat dog. Right, uh, Biden was an old like they. He had the relationships with the races that would make Obama's presidency viable. That's what that was. So that's the, that's what we getting out of that. Yeah. But here and now, Biden don't become president if there is no Donald Trump. Hey, that was, hey, it, was it was it was a question of desperation. Trump. Donald Trump was, going Tracy, again, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. But I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, he, yeah, thank you, Tracy Terry. Appreciate you. Appreciate the support and the engagement, the love, education is elevation. Hey, thank next you. Monday, bring a friend. Matter of fact, bring two friends. As a matter of fact, what you it's do true. is make you a margarita, get you a little popcorn, yeah, and put us on the screen. Put us on the screen. You feel me? Margarita, popcorn, chop up, chop up and chill. Yeah. But look, uh, merch coming soon. Um, and so, <laughs> and so no, like literally, like we working on, we getting the design and everything straight. Uh, and so, and so like the way that I've been phrasing it, Biden is a rebound. You don't marry the rebound. You yeah. Fuck with the rebound for a little bit. Like, it's like, all right, I, I need, I need to feel like Biden was America feeling normal, which was going so back. So he doesn't win the rematch. Again, against Trump. Yeah. <laughs> shit, I think I think yeah, a rematch yeah. against Trump, but not because he nominated the black woman. It's just because like Trump didn't piss off too many white yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. like he, like Trump ain't gonna get out the vote like he did the first time. That's not gonna happen. It's like he, he's already, and then after January six, he's already. Uh, that's that's campaign material. January six, Donald Trump running again. Jan, all they gonna do is play him at the January six. Yeah, so like he didn't pissed off too many white people, like for him to be reelected. So yeah, I don't like. So like, if if Democrats don't get or or independents or anybody don't don't get smart enough, we'll just end up with Biden again, or or to be honest, probably end up with Kamala. 
probably end up with Kamala. I don't know. I love, I'm excited to speculate a little bit more later on down the line. When we start. Yeah, we'll I don't even want to. That's that's yeah, scary yeah, thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, said, "Whoa, what's we'll he?" Yeah. I don't. I don't see him getting it again. That's an old old man right there. Now, uh, my boy Blue said he running people to Trump. The thing is, Trump ran them people to Biden. <laughs> so they not about to run back. Use the Use the chairs. And then, and then let's not forget that Trump undermined the, ele- the, uh, the election integrity so much on behalf of Republicans that they elected two Democrats from Georgia, a black man from Georgia specifically, but two, John Ossoff won, lost an election in Georgia two years, mm-hmm. two years prior to that. Uh, Donald Trump pissed off, uh, had white people so mad that they wasn't voting that two Democrats got elected from, got elected from Georgia. Yeah, niggas got to remember that. Um, but yeah, so so I I say this um to close it out and pass it off to Toya to end it. Um, it's cool. Like, like I always appreciated when when black kids got something to look to and be. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that's always good, but like it's for them, it's for the kids. Yeah, that's symbolic, <laughs> that symbolism is always priceless for kids. Right. I mean, because if we don't, honest, we can't forget when we put, when we have our regular political conversations, the Supreme Court only becomes relevant to the average American sometimes and in some ways. Those decisions are big and landmark, but even the the, the when we start talking about what's happening and who, who's doing what, whatever. The Supreme Court functions silently in the background of most of our conversations and, <clears throat> and the ones that we have. You know what I'm saying about abortion, about gun control, and stuff like that. They still end up being detached because that's them way up there and over there to get to make those decisions. So we don't even get to vote for these people. We don't even get to elect these people. They just because people we supposed to trust who already mislead us, make decisions about them, and give them credibility. We just kind of got to go with it. You know what I'm saying? So it is very much like you said for the chair. Nancy Pelosi is not getting elected no goddamn president. <laughs> <laughs> Hey somebody, hey, somebody blocking. We need mine. Somebody she block. Ain't, she ain't got the juice, bro. Nah, nah. But uh, but 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 what we gotta remember though is that it's all about the majority. And if black people don't have the majority on the Supreme Court, that don't mean That's shit. Right. Her, I mean, now as much as I, I like, you know, I I will look to this to whoever the sister is. Hopefully, I mean, with pride. What we gotta understand is the person that she's replacing. Her, his opinion wasn't gonna be no different from her opinion mm-hmm. in terms of like what that vote represented. So, you know, again, look out for that political theater, y'all. Like, it's it's entertaining as hell. Like, that's that's where the symbolism comes from. It's entertaining as hell. But man, we just got to recognize that it's 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 a game. It's, it's all about looking good, sounding good, specifically during campaigns. And black people is like black gold, George. That's an inside <laughs> debate joke. Shout out, shout uh, out to George. Lee. I, I yeah. hope I never see. I hope I never see a video of that. Hey, somebody, hey, to the debate world out there, if y'all got any video of the of the uh, Oklahoma CL Black Gold One AC, if anybody has the Black Gold One AC, Black Gold, yeah, if anybody got that, please contact. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, anyway, <laughs> inside jokes at this point but listen our inside jokes can be your inside jokes if you stay with us and become part of the chop nation become the chop up fam so i've been dropping in the comments every couple of minutes or i think twice throughout the show where you can latch on to us so that you don't miss a beat every debate every conversation every episode sometimes we do special edition episodes when things is happening out in the world we need to talk now this can't wait till monday we do a lot 
lot of different things. You shouldn't miss yeah. none of it. So follow us everywhere. Go follow, go subscribe, hit whatever bell, hit whatever alerts at the uh, at the Chop Up Show. At the Chop Up Show. That's YouTube. That's Facebook. That's Spotify. That's Apple Podcasts. The only place that's a little bit different is on Twitter where you're going to look for Chop Up Show Pod. Chop Up Show Pod. But y'all need to stay connected. If y'all love Lee, you're going to love me too. If you love Lee, you're going to feel all right about Dominique. Dominique's an okay guy. No, I'm just playing. You're going to love the plug as nah, well. I want that smoke. Now, actually, <laughs> Toya, yeah. I got into it with somebody on the Chop Up Show Instagram over that Whoopi Goldberg tape. Yeah. Yeah. And that nigga said, that nigga said, you the dumbest one on the show anyway. I, I don't watch it. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. I was like, oh, you a fan? <laughs> I ain't supposed to be arguing with you. The haters. <laughs> the haters. Supposed to be arguing. If you watch it, I appreciate you tuning in, bro. I, I appreciate your perspective. And thank you for engaging me on, the, on, on our Instagram Listen, post. <laughs> we love y'all. And we want y'all to come back every Monday night. This is what we do. I know next week is Valentine's Day. Be with your boo and then tell your boo we chop up and chilling. Um, yeah. go see your boo and then get done with your boo and then pull up to the chop up. Um, if you ain't got no boo, don't worry about it. You got a boo tonight or next week. I, me, they married, so they can't. But me, you, you've yeah. been chose. I'm choosing you. Be my Valentine and pop up here to the chop up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes for y'all to get here. But we got great shows throughout the, the rest of this month and beyond. We have uh, the Black History Month show at the end of the month. We got a lot of surprises. I didn't even tell y'all about the new shifts and changes and kind of some of the other things we do with the show because I want y'all to come back and hear about it yourself and see it yourself. So next week, 730 uh, Pacific, 930 Central, CP time. So give us a couple minutes. Don't leave us. Just check back with us. We always come and we always on the way. We always about to get it going. Theconsciously.com is where you can find uh, Lee. He got some courses for you. If you, What's the courses about, Lee? Identity politics, race, class, gender, bitterly, sexuality, you name it. Go find him. And also, listen, I got I got my stuff situated. Let me change it. Y'all see the boys back there in my background. But let me see. Where is it at? Y'all see them letters back there? That stands for Ooh. higher definition. That stands for higher definition. I want you to live your life in higher definition, like your phones, like your TVs, like your cell phones, like your electronics. You want things in high clarity. You want things uh, in high capacity. You want things, you know, you're able to zoom in and zoom out of that you can really get mm -hmm. the fullness and the Christmas of. And you should want that in your life. I want to put you on game with that. Um, I coach leaders. I coach leaders who are actually leading small groups, organizations, governmental agencies, shift managers, managers, leaders, uh, campus organizational leaders, community leaders, whatever. But I also uh, coach individuals. I'm a mindset coach. I want to talk to you about your perspective, your vision and how to elevate all those things. So make sure you stay connected to Toya G. Also, get on Instagram. Uh, higher definition, L-E-C. Higher definition, leadership and empowerment coaching. Um, that's where you can find me. Higher definition, lec.com is the website. Um, if y'all want to check me out, I want to stay connected to you. I want to know what y'all got up. Um, I want every Monday. I want to every Monday. So come pop up on us every single Monday night, and in the plug, always dropping, always dropping clips. This is where you effed up. This is where you. This is this is this is where you got the game twisted, right? Yeah. So make sure y'all staying up with all of us. We want to connect with y'all. We got love for y'all. Excited for what? Oh yeah. Uh, y'all do curriculum too. Yeah. Uh, a chop up also do curriculum design. So if you yep. need you, you feel me, a workshop to be designed, or you need a training to be thrown together, or maybe your organization is messing up with their mission statement, or trying to make sure you hit your values a little better. Holler at political plug. We, we are got here. you. We, we are you. here. We are here. With that. With that being said, y'all know how we do. We're gonna start the show the way that we end the show. We appreciate all y'all across the four platforms, consciously, YouTube, uh, Chop Up Show, all of y'all. It's love.
In the city, we gon' slide, bet I be there pronto Me, my guys, we really live Lord, forgive me, pay my ties Please don't have me reach inside And that's in the console Keep the semi when I ride Little penny when I drive In the city